This one's going to be political, so if you can't handle that, I suggest you go listen to something else. Welcome to the latest episode of Contrary Gardens. What a week it's been, kids! Kids. Well, first off, let me start by saying that I'm definitely going to be talking about some political stuff on this episode. And if that's something that makes you super uncomfortable, uh, you may want to go listen to an old one. I mean, if if you're friends with me, you probably know my political views. You probably know where I stand. And, uh, well, there is a time in your life where you need to not think about it or focus on it. For your mental health, there's also a time when you do need to pay attention because it is going to affect your daily life. It's trickling down, boys and girls and ladies and gentlemen, everybody. It's trickling down, um, obviously. So let's start with my girl crush of the week. That's a new segment we're going to do. Girl crush. We, like there's more than more than me here. It's just me. Girl crush of the week. This week goes to, drumroll please. That's right. You know her. You love her. You're excited for her and her victories. Tish James. Hi, Tish. Damn, girl. Look what you did. Look what you did. The New York State Attorney found a way to make Trump pay. Look, you and I and everyone else know that he probably isn't going to lay out an actual penny. But if we're going to really be honest, we should also admit that we know he doesn't have any money. It's, oh, his brand is worth $116 million. What does that mean? His brand and his social media. That doesn't make any sense. His, his properties. What properties? He, what Mar-a-Lago? Mar-a-Lago is worth 16 million or 18 million. He says it's worth way more. He doesn't even own some of the buildings. He just has his name on it. He leases them. His his boys are on TV and stuff and radio shows in different places talking about how their father built the skyline of New York. What kind of fucking delusional bullshit is that? What happened? What? What? How many buildings did he build? Quick, tell me. How many do you know? I don't. He didn't build fucking one. Some other people built them and he leased them. Look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll admit it on a future podcast. If someone has the balls to come and tell me I'm wrong. But let's all be honest. We knew this piece of shit Donald Trump was a piece of garbage in the 80s. He was a racist back then, openly admitting it freely, putting full page ads in the New York Times saying that the Central Park Five were guilty. He's just been a piece of shit from the get-go. He was a slumlord. He and his dad, he taught him how to do it. They didn't let black people rent the apartments. Wake up, everybody. He's a piece of shit. This is a great fucking week. Tish, first of all, beautiful name, Tish. Must tell you, love the name. She did it. She did it. There's a judgment. 353 million. Look, it doesn't matter if it's 344, 355, whatever it's going to be. E. Jean Carroll got a ruling a couple weeks ago for the case where they already had proved he raped her. This was just deciding how much he was going to pay her in damages. 83 million. Thank you very much. 
Love, love, love. And now, the New York State Attorney, they already proved that he was fraudulent in his property value dealings. He made shit up. He said everything was worth more than it was. He's full of lies and garbage. He's not a good businessman. Let's just zero in on one thing. He lost money running a casino. Do you know how hard that is to do? Do you know how hard? It's really fucking hard. Rock hard. Sorry. (laughs) Super, super hard to lose money running a casino. The point is, he's a piece of garbage. He was found guilty. He's got to pay what, when it's all really said and done, it's going to be a half a billion dollars. And he doesn't have a lot more than that because his values are all elevated. That's what the fucking case was about, how he lies about the values of the stuff that he owns. Oh, man. And the fact that the Christian right think he's a, he's a good man? Oh, my God. Look, we're coming up on a break, but I just want to say, yay us. Huge victory, really, for everybody who cares and understands what's happening. I'm still mad at all of you for not getting over your hatred of Hillary in 2016. I'll never forgive you for that one. I love you, but I'll never forgive you. This didn't have to be this way. Anyway, he was found guilty. He uh, had judgments. He has to pay like a half a billion dollars. It's a great fucking day. Uh, Yay. Yay, America. Let's hope this shit keeps going. Hey, when we come back, we've got lots of other stuff to talk about. Death anniversaries. (laughs) Old wedding anniversaries. How I hate February. The month of February, the whole thing. But there is one good thing coming up. The SAG Awards. Oh my God, the next weekend. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, all that other stuff we're going to talk about, that's not political. But in the meantime, fuck you, Donald. (laughs) We'll be right back. And here I am, back talking to you guys again on this second half of the latest episode of Contrary Gardens. Some exciting stuff uh, happened for me recently, uh, and it was a nostalgia kind of thing. It was fun. And most of you know, I started doing stand-up comedy around 2008. I took the class at the local comedy club, and I did it for about nine years, and I loved it. It was a good time. I enjoyed a lot of it. There were some frustrations, but eventually just felt like it was no longer a good fit, so I decided to stop performing live, and uh, that has worked for me. That has worked out for me. As Elaine Boozler once said, I may no longer be performing, but I will never leave comedy. That's kind of how I feel. That's my life as well. I'm not going to get up and do shows, but if if something happens and the opportunity presents itself, I'm not against hosting an event, uh, doing something online, maybe making a video. You know I want to act, you guys. You know that's the thing I want to do now. I don't know if I'll do local theater. We'll see. Whatever. Here's Here's a fun thing, though. While I was doing comedy, I made some great friends, and amongst them are uh, the two that I've uh, remained tight with are 
Catherine Maloney and Robin Savage, two very funny ladies, big fans of both of them. And I highly recommend you check them out online if you can. Just a quick little note here. If you're looking for me, I'm on Instagram and I have a website too and YouTube, but my Instagram is mary.tishbein, I think. And Catherine Maloney's is Saints, Sinners, Sage. And I think that's got a lot to do with her very funny podcast that she does with her cousin Mary called the Hash Wednesday Podcast. Robin Savage is on Instagram as Kathy Gaynor Corporate Trainer, a wonderful alter ego that she has that is super silly and fun. Now, they're both active and out there and performing and doing shows all the time. They're performing live stand-up comedy, and they're also doing other things. Robin's on the radio, and and Catherine has a fantastic podcast. Um, while I'm not performing, I'm still doing my podcast, and hopefully I'll act eventually and stuff like that. But here's the thing. Uh, I got to go see them last weekend. I got to go to the Twisted Tiki in St. Pete, and Robin was the host, and she opened, and it's a regular show she does with her Fellas that she does a radio show with, that's awesome, where they make fun of the news. That's not hard to do. That's not, (laughs) I mean, it's hard to do for some people to make it funny, but not for them. Robin's very good and very uh, awesome at looking at the news and saying what's really going on. So check her out. I think it's WTAN. And uh, maybe I'll put some some links in in the podcast notes, as Kathleen Madigan says, the schnotes, the show notes, the schnotes. Makes me laugh. <laughs> I love that. Listen to Kathleen Madigan, too, if you're looking for a new podcast. It's amazing for so many reasons. Anyway, I went to see my girls, and they were super funny, and I loved it. And hopefully some video and audio will be available soon coming out from that show, so you guys can catch that because some funny stuff was said into microphones, and then that's what it's all about. I really enjoyed being there and watching that show. So the other thing going on for me is that that movie Sharps, the short short film I was in, it's still roaming around, and uh, we're hoping it gets into some other film festivals, but it's out there, and it's making the runs of, of festivals. I think it's been in eight of them so far. Not too shabby. Pretty proud of that. Thank you again, Chris and Bethany Fletcher, for making me a part of that. That was awesome. The other thing I want to talk about today is one of the reasons I really hate February and uh, one of the reasons why I get kind of bummed during this time of year. Look, if you know me, it's no secret that I've dipped my toe into the depression pond. Sometimes I get a little sad. Yeah, I'm playing it down. (laughs) Sometimes I get a little sad. Yep, sometimes I get a little sad. Today I'm feeling okay, though. I went out early. I did my my chores. It's, It's a Saturday when I'm recording. I'll release it on Saturday as well. It's President's Weekend. But one of the reasons I hate February is because it's got some anniversaries in it. One of them isn't really sad. It's just awkward and funny to me. Uh, one, it's my wedding anniversary because I was married for 10 years to a fellow named Bob and that, uh, that didn't take, that didn't really work out. So every February 13th, the day before Valentine's day, might I note, and it snowed that day. It was a beautiful day, but it snowed. 
February 13th on Long Island, you don't know what kind of weather you're going to have, but it's not going to be good. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was kind of pretty, though. It made everything look clean. I looked gorgeous in my gown against all the snow. Anyway, like we took, I think we took like one picture outside in front of the white limo. I love that picture. I'll find it one day and I'll share it with all of you. I don't know how. All of you, both of you listening right now. Anyway, the wedding anniversary happened. But there's another anniversary in February that makes me super sad and I hate it. And it's a bad day. And the lead up to it's bad. The actual day is bad. And the residual after day is bad. Oh, we've all experienced, most of us anyway, I think, have experienced the loss of a loved one. We lost my dad on February 16th, 1989, a couple of years ago. Me and Moggy, we were only 25 when he died, which is kind of young to lose a dad, I think. And it's been 35 years. So not only is it a horrible anniversary, it's kind of a milestone one because 35 that that's a marker. That's 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 something. That's a lifetime, really. Someone said in one of our texts and emails, going back and forth in the family. So, ouch. And my dad was a great guy. He was awesome. He was super funny. Everybody loved him. He was a good time. He liked to sing. He wasn't a great singer, but he liked to sing. He loved movies. He loved sports. I mean, my God. So Moggy got her love of sports from him. I got my love of movies. It's, it's like our connection with him. That's why we both have uh, kind of a rabid affection for the field that we're into. And it's, it's important. It's a tie to him. It's a reminder of who he is. Another thing uh, that he loved, as I mentioned, was music. He loved a lot of music. And one of his favorite bands was the Mills Brothers. So... Last night on my way home from work, I listened to the Mills Brothers to kind of honor him. And it just, it's like a switch goes off. (laughs) Music is very powerful. A switch goes off and there's emotions. It's not a bad thing to feel, guys. It's okay. Better to get it out, you know, Let, let it come. Let the sadness come. Let the tears come. Let it happen because it's real. What, are you going to bury it? Get distracted? Find something that will deflect those feelings? Yeah, you can do that. But it's really better to just feel it. Own it. Be in it for a minute. I didn't let it last long. I moved on to other stuff. Because when you're driving (laughs) in Florida, it's very dangerous to feel emotion at a high level. You can't be super sad or super angry or even super happy when you're driving. You need to be focused on the road. Everyone around you is trying to kill you (laughs) with their car. I don't know why. And all the cars have gotten much bigger. Oh, here's a funny thing that happened that I didn't tell anybody. I was driving home from work the other day, sitting at a stoplight, minding my own business, and somebody rammed into the back of my car. Look, I'm I married the girl with an accident-free driving record. I don't know why, knock on wood, but I've been spared for some reason. And it's been fucking fantastic. Driving over 40 years, no accidents. What? I know. The occasional person will bump into the back of my car. I don't even count that. I don't count that. This is like the third time that's happened to me. I don't count that shit. There's no insurance involved. We're like, that's cool. Go your way. Go your own way, as Fleetwood Mac told us. Uh, I'll go mine, you go yours. 
you know, it's not it's not the Stevie Nicks song, but it's still. So so then I'm like, what the fuck? So somebody hit the back of my car. I get out. I don't get out of my car. I'm driving, obviously. So I'm at a red light, and uh, I wave out the window like, what the fuck was that? At the person driving. I can't see them. I just know it's a small white car behind me. So then I kind of wave with my arm, and somehow this is hand signal for, follow me. I'll find a safe place to pull over. And they understood. Uh, and I knew that they understood. I don't know how any of that was communicated, but it worked out. I put my hazards on, got in the right lane, pulled over to a gas station just, I don't know, a couple hundred feet away from where we were. Neither one of us stalled out. They just hit me and I just jerked forward an inch or two. I didn't get hurt. Nothing happened. I get out of my car. They get out of their car. I run to the back to see if my car is okay real quick as they're getting out because they're not out of their car yet. As soon as I see them... I go, what happened? And then it's a young boy and he's looking at me and going, are you all right? And I'm like, oh shit, that's what I, that's what I should have said. <laughs> I should have checked if he was like, I said, I'm fine. Are you okay? He said, yeah. I said, oh, sorry. Yeah, I should have said that first. So you're okay? He's like, yeah, I'm okay. I said, do you have a lot of damage? Because I have none. And we looked at the back of my car. You know what Hondas are made of? Steel, metal, good shit. It's not plastic. My back bumper, solid. Fucking solid. Nothing. Not even like dense. Little tiny itty bitty scratches that could be buffed out with paint that you can't even see that are less than like a tenth of an inch. Maybe three or four of them. Nothing. The His car, smushed. <laughs> the uh, little white thing, I don't know, whatever car is made of plastic. I don't know if it was a Hyundai or what, Nissan, I don't fucking know. Little white car. Uh plastic literally plastic silver parts in the front the trim were just off just broken off and one was hanging he pulled one off wasn't even attached just garbage cars are made of garbage now it's so flimsy his cover for one of his headlights just gone fell off i guess was back at the intersection where where it happened i don't know i it, it we weren't moving at the time so it just kind of probably fell over to the side of the road there a little piece of plastic so you know, we talked about it, decided not to exchange insurance. It all worked out great. Um, he didn't want me to go away with nothing, though. And he was like, I feel bad. This was my fault. I'm like, yes, it was your fault. He, I said, what happened? And he finally told me, he said, I was looking at my phone. I'm like, yeah, but you weren't moving. <laughs> so it's like he's, I don't understand how his phone was involved because he was standing still, I thought, and then he hit me. But I guess he had been approaching me and didn't stop in time because he was looking at his phone because I had been there a while. It was a red light. I, I didn't really pay attention. The point is, I'm fine. He wanted to do something, so he gave me 40 bucks. I said, I'll take it. That'll work out. And uh, that was the end of that story. And the moral of it is that if you're not really hurt and your car is okay, just make life easier on the other person. But if you got an injury and your car's fucked up, call the insurance, call a cop, make it happen. This was not one of those. This was not anything. So we just moved on. Hey, this episode, all over the place. What a nice change for all of you. <laughs> you know what? Let me share one more thing. Uh, I'm a little annoyed because uh, the last few weeks, there have been more people staying here at the condos, you know, where I live, El Conquistador. People are visiting, I guess, because the weather's nice and it sucks up north. So they're all coming down. And there's been a lot of um, smoking in the building of the uh, regular ordinary tobacco and also of the pots and uh, you know, it's seeping into my condo and it makes me angry. 
So here's something you should know. If you run your um, ventilation exhaust, that'll get rid of it. But it's even better to get an air fil filter. But it's even better to just don't be home. Just get the fuck out of your condo. It's probably a good idea anyway. Go get some fresh air. Don't yell at your neighbors. That's my advice. Now, go out there. Have a great rest of your weekend. I love you. We'll talk later. Happy President's Day. February's almost over. And yeah, just be good to each other. Mayor out. Thank you.